0: You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm John and I've got another guest special from the world of women's football. It's the Scottish Women's Football Chief Executive Officer. Aileen Campbell. Aileen, how are you doing? Thanks for coming along.
1: Yeah, fine, grand. It's nice to be with you, John.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming along. As I say, you've recently been appointed um, Chief Executive and you've swapped Holyrood for Hamden um, in your role. So um, just tell us, uh, how did the role come about and um, was it an easy decision to make?
1: So um, I indicated that I didn't want to seek re-election um, early on in 2020 I guess at that point in time all MSPs are thinking ahead to the elections and um, it's a big commitment you know if you're lucky enough to be elected it's another five years so I had yeah come to the very difficult decision that I didn't want to 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 seek re-election but uh, unlike some of my colleagues who had um, who were retiring more from 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 politics because of their their age um, I, I I knew that i had to look for new opportunities and um and so this job came up and i applied for it and i'm really privileged and lucky to to now be in post it's a a wonderful opportunity to progress women's football in scotland and to to support the the league uh, leagues that we administer and to support the clubs that are part of those leagues so um it's a really exciting opportunity coming at a uh, coming at a really important time for football
0: yeah, it's um I mean it, you've you've taken the job at a good time. I mean there's a lot of um growth happening um within the women's game. Obviously, the Scotland national team appoints a new manager and um you know, are, are playing their games at Hamden now. SWPL kicks off this weekend. We did a preview um a couple of weeks ago. Um it's a really exciting time for you to have taken up the post. But just describe um, you know, what exactly Scottish women's football body does as an organisation.
1: Um Scottish women's football administers nearly just shy of 70 leagues, really. And um, of all ages, yeah, and just nearly nearly 70. So, I mean, that gives you a kind of sense of the breadth and reach of what Scottish women's football does. So all ages and stages, all levels of the game. Um, and it, that's quite a big task in, in itself. Um, and But it's more than that. Oh. It's about trying to increase... Um, It's trying to increase uh, participation, to increase uh, understanding, knowledge, visibility of the game as well. So there's much more than just uh, making sure fixtures and and scores are updated. It's about a much more holistic picture of the game uh, as well and making sure we grow and develop that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, obviously it's it's about developing the women's game and I I, I would imagine there would be a lot of, um, you know, liaisons with even some of the skills to try and get women to, so girls to participate because obviously years gone by it was like boys you go out and play football, women um, girls you stay inside and play netball which is um, a pretty false perception but nowadays um, it's good to see especially with um, the impact of the Women's World Cup that there's more girls um, taking up football.
1: Yeah absolutely and that visibility of the the game at these big international events is absolutely critical. It shows on the street, on the on the TVs, that broadcasting right into people's homes, incredible, inspiring uh female athletes that are doing and playing their, their game at the highest level. So that inspiring quality that they project is really important. And you know that's why it's so nice, I guess, that Scottish Women's Football has can has, you know, has a oversight over all levels of the game. You know, if you're a, a young girl, playing football in a league and you're 13, you can see the Scottish Women's Premier League and you can see all the inspiring, you know, female footballers that are doing so well on the pitch. And that 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 inspiring quality is so, so important. And it's that story that I think we need to tell more of uh, to inspire more people to take up the sport. Yeah.
0: And the, the media exposure um is getting increased all the time. I mean this calendar year we've seen sports scene um, commit to showing highlights every Sunday I think that's still going this season BBC Alba obviously announced last um, early in the week that they were going to show more games there's still games on um, BBC Scotland Online which is obviously really good you've announced a partnership with Go Radio which means they're going to mm-hmm. dedicate some time this Sunday it's, and then obviously you've got podcasts like who are taking uh, more of an interest and in, it's just incredible it's been even from even from 2017 because 2017 was the the first time Scottish women's team qualified for a major tournament a lot of people forget that and just focus on the World Cup which is the biggest thing but in the last three years it's just gone absolutely crazy which is great yeah the trajectory is going up
1: um, and that's good and that momentum behind us is, is really excellent and a lot gives us a lot to build from I would um, also say that, um, that that it's also important to recognize that the growth comes at the point where we're in the midst of a pandemic so some of the the growth I I should caveat that there are some challenges and amongst that too you know the 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 impact of Covid over the last year on some of our clubs on some of our on on players can never be underestimated so we need to make sure that there is a a sustainability behind that growth as well and and to make sure that the leagues are flourishing exciting uh, leagues uh, as well.
0: Yeah, you definitely won, and there is obviously still some challenges because obviously, um, unfortunately for Far- Farmington, had to pull out because, um, you know, of shortage of players, and then the replacements, Partick Thistle, um, had COVID issues this week, which was forced a postponement. Um, just talk about some of the challenges that um, the women's game face because whilst it is on the trajectory and it's great to see, there must be some challenges as well for you to overcome.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I don't want to kind of dwell on this because I, I I I've used it as an illustrative kind of example of of some of the kind of fragilities of the game. Is that my first day in post was the the, the news of for for Farmington came through, and they are a long established family run community club. Um, yeah. I've been there long and weary in the women's game and um, produced many fine players, and unfortunately they've not been able to continue and have withdrawn from the league and and that signals to me that we need to be careful on how we support clubs it signals to me that we need to be mindful of player wellbeing and the impact of the last 18 months on our players and we need to progress in a way that it recognizes that celebrates the 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 support that clubs that are aligned to a men's club are now providing that that's great that that's really good but it prov- Produces possibly a bit of an imbalance in the leagues as well, that we need to be mindful of, and and so that's not to to say in any way that that the, the clubs should be and shouldn't be investing. They absolutely should. We should be supporting all we can our women's teams, but we just need to be open eyed into what that means for, for for clubs that don't have that resource or need extra support to help them uh, to help them grow as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, as you mentioned, it's great to see. You no, know, Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen, Hibbs, etc. All invest in their women's team and them, um, you know, aim to move towards more of a professional level in that regard. Um, but you know, the women-only clubs like Forfar Farmington and Glasgow. City, I think Glasgow, because they're success, are obviously in a better position. But it, it is striking that that balance. But you know, that's a that must have been a um, welcome to hell kind of day. You know, oh, a club's worth run?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not. Yeah, I, yeah, I will pretend it was it wasn't the news that we would be looking for, but certainly, um, you know, what, so what do we do in that space? Then we kinda have to support the club. We have to kind of reach out to the club and 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 you know, they still are focusing a lot on their youth pathways and their their the youth side of the game to provide opportunity for girls in in Angus, in Forford and Angus and and beyond. Um so they're still a value valued member. It, it's just that I think it kind of signals to us all to just be careful in how we progress and not to lose any ambition, not to lose that for sure, but to make sure that how we progress recognizes that all clubs have been impacted by COVID A pandemic is not anything that we have come through before. Therefore the reach and the impact of that is unknown. And for a while yet, I think we'll still be feeling some of the the challenge uh, uh, in, in, in the game and um, and we just need to be cognizant of that, and that's how we need to work in partnership, and collaboratively, and to share, and to to work with one another. And that's not also to say that there shouldn't be challenge to me to Scottish women's football. That absolutely comes with the, the job, but um, but far better to do that in a, from a position of a, a good, strong relationship as opposed to anything else.
0: Yeah, we obviously hear a lot about you know how the men's clubs were impacted during the pandemic, you know, a year without fans, etc. But I think what gets forgotten is that. The women's um, season was cancelled after one game, um, you know, before, obviously, the pandemic hit. Then um, then they started from uh, in October to the end of December. Then there was a four-month break until April um, because of the, um, you know, lockdown two or, or whatever version you want to call it. But SWPL too didn't um, start back until the June, which was six months. I mean, that must have been you know, a challenge. And again, I know women's people don't get a lot of fans, but even still not having that money coming through the gate would have been um, harm to some of those clubs.
1: Yeah, you know, like I say, you know, I think you know, even the men's games, you know, <laughs> every, every football hasn't been immune to COVID and the impact that 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 has had, and it's um, it's something that we just need to be mindful of going forward. And I don't think it's necessarily only about money and resources and revenues. It's about people's lives have been turned upside down by it. And uh, we, I think, just need to be mindful about the impact that that has. And that's why we need to be cognizant of that as we move forward and to be as supportive as we can, recognising that we are operating in a competitive, uh, high performance, often sporting environment. Uh, we just need to, I think we need to make sure that we are compassionate in how we progress the game in Scotland and that we... Uh, Support where we can uh, our clubs and our members and, and the players that are that we care so much
0: about. Yeah, got a couple of questions just when we're talking about fans. We've got a question from my fellow co-host, um, also called John. Um, he asks, um, "What can be done to make it easier for fans to attend games? Lots of games are played in 3G type setups, which means it's difficult for fans to attend." Although,
1: what was that?
0: Um, what can be done to make it easier for fans to attend games? Lots of games played in 3G type setups, which mean difficult for fans to attend. But I suppose there's some game. I mean, likes of um, like Classic City and then play at Broadwood and Aberdeen play at Balmoral, but there are still some teams who play mainly on like, a public um, CG surface.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's one of the that's one of the challenges, isn't it? It's about making sure, so what, what do you do when you are, a, if you're a football fan and you support your club, it's often because that's where you're from, that's where you're rooted, your community is part, you're part of the community. And I think that, that is that is a challenge for some of the, the women's teams who who often have to try and explore and find where they're going to play. And that doesn't give them that stability. That's not for all clubs, but that's for some. And some are very lucky that they've got a much more permanent home um, and they're not competing for amongst other clubs. So um so then that impacts on your, your reach into the community, impacts on the band day experience and all those things. So I think you know, again, when we're talking about growing the game sustainably and moving forward, it's not just about the solely the clubs the 90 minutes and the players on the pitch it's the whole caboodle because also you know if you want to attract fans you want to make that fun and you want to uh, attract new audiences you also want it to be seen and in the very best light and that you know broadcast images um, that, that, that that you want to attract new folk and if you can broadcast really positive images uh, into people's homes then that'll pique their interest i hope and um, enable more people to get interested in back women's football
0: yeah, well, David Smith, who actually worked at for from Farmington for a bit um, in the media him game, he asked him, what what, what can we do more to promote the women's game um, still um, behind the men's game in terms of publicity? And whilst I have seen an obvious growth, I still lot, um from my point of view, that could be done, including from podcasts like myself, but ourselves, should I say. Yeah,
1: um, and I, I think there's an opportunity. So, uh, and, I, and I'm choosing to look at the whole situation with COVID optimistically um, um, and not to diminish the, the harsh realities of what COVID means and what the pandemic has meant, but to work out where have been the opportunities now when people were at home lockdown they were really crying out for sport and they were able to see um, women's games regularly on a par with men's um, in their homes so that will have excited new audiences that will have kind of got people interested so there's opportunity because we can build from that then um and and then we need to then I think use this moment as an exciting new chapter for women's football we've got a new national coach and that's exciting you know he'll bring new ideas and new ways of working and that's exciting too so again that gives us another chance to kind of really promote women in, in sport and women in football in particular and um there's the new strategy that fiona mcintyre who was in this role before who's now at the sfa there's a new strategy there there's an opportunity to really flesh that out and put the detail behind that and the tangible action so again it's about then promoting uh, uh, you know the fact that we're working in partnership with our s with the sfa that we're working imaginatively creatively that we've got a good story to tell and you know at the weekend i was on off the ball and i was asked by uh, off the ball to attend so again that kind of indicates that there is an interest there and you know, I'm willing to go and talk to anyone that will listen to me about how wonderful the product is, the inspirational quality of the players eh, and and the, the wider story and impact of women's football beyond the 90 minutes on the pitch.
0: Well, I, um, I'm still happy to listen to um, all this stuff and happy to have you on again. So, yeah, we'll definitely um, we'll do that. But um, the next question I've got, I mean, I know clubs are doing much, much more like... Um, you know, Celtic Rangers, Aberdeen, etc., um, just by um investing more in their women's game and giving it promotion via Twitter. I still feel as though that more needs to be done. Like see when you were if you're searching for a player biography on the club website, um it's very difficult to obtain basic information. Like you see their names there, but if you click on them, there's not really much there about who they played for before and stuff. Is this something that you guys as a, as an organization want to try and lease with clubs to say, um you're you're doing good. There's more to be
1: done. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you know what I want to foster is a really positive relationship with the clubs. And and if there are things that because now we have more interest in the game, if there are things that and information that folk are finding difficult to access, then that's absolutely, you know, these are conversations that we can have. I think it's also pro- probably important to remember just how um well women's football has been a lot around for a long time. Relatively recently have we had the commercial interest that we've had. The growth has been pretty fast and rapid. Um, and and therefore it won't be there won't be everything there for everyone at the moment, but that doesn't mean that we should shy away from trying to plug that gap and trying to work out well what what do fans want? What are they what information would they like and how can we keep them if they've had their interest peaked, because I've seen it on BBC Alba. How do we keep them? How do we retain them? And what do they need? And what do they feel is lacking? So that's what my job is, I f- I feel, is to really understand our members and really understand who's playing and to really understand who's watching us and who- how do we develop new audiences and what do they want and what do they expect? Uh, because the expectations will rise as the visibility of the game increases.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, another question from David. What's your aim um, during your tenure in charge of Scottish Women's Football?
1: Yeah. Um, so I, like I say, you know, my job is to increase participation, increase um, the commercial viability of the sport, to increase visibility. And I think overall as well, make sure that we tell the story of how how inspiring uh, our, the women and the players are and um, to make sure that we grow the game sustainably, holistically. You know, I think it's really important to be thinking around female coaches, female referees, all these things, the infrastructure beyond the players that is required to, to give women opportunity within the sport uh, and, and to promote and nurture that. So I, I hope that the impact I can have is positive, long lasting, and I hope as well in terms of increasing the visibility that every single girl across the country knows that football is a sport for them.
0: Exactly. I don't think you're going to put a much better message than that. Um, it's an exciting time um, for the women's game this month. Um, as we say, this weekend, SWPL um, kick-off. Um, how much are you looking forward to that new season?
1: Oh, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm hoping to get up to the Aberdeen Celtic game up at Belmoral. This is their first game in the new league. It's broadcast on BBC Alaba. Um, so it will be good to see uh, them going out on the pitch for the first time in PL1 and uh, you know I think what an achievement Aberdeen have 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 made you know back to back promotions that's phenomenal uh, and it will be tested with a really strengthened Celtic side as well so um, it'll be a good game a good advert for women's football and I'm looking forward to it and you know there's lots of other ties that are happening on, on, the, on the day that are equally exciting as well so um, it'll be good to kick off the game really positively and i uh, hoping for a really exciting league ahead.
0: It's got the potential being a really exciting league because obviously Rangers are strengthened and Celtic are strengthened and you still get Glasgow City setting that bar and a decent result for them away from home last night against this. Oh my goodness, what a goal
1: not, by just a, oh, not just a great result but a phenomenal uh, starter of a goal. Um, it was unbelievable, yeah, what a beauty how well she struck that unbelievable so again things like that the quality of the game that the women play uh, again I hope um, dispels some of the myths that are out there all too often uh, and ensures that people can can see that they're not only just supporting women playing sport but actually they're going to get a good experience and see some phenomenal football too.
0: Exactly and the national team are playing this month as well. Use this to wrap this up as well. So the national team kick off the World Cup campaign. New manager, Pedro Martins Loza, who comes with a very good CV, um, playing at Hampden, which is great from the women's um, point of view as well. Hopeful that we can get a good crowd and hopefully can get six points to get off to a good start.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think... Um...
0: I'm going to mm-hmm. that game. I've got um, because I'm a Scottish mm-hmm. sports member. I took advantage of free tickets, so I'm oh, looking excellent. forward. Oh, excellent! I'm
1: glad. I think you know if we can get a good a good crowd behind the girls, then it'll be absolutely brilliant to to see. I guess saddened a wee bit the, the news of Kim Little, but, um, oh, but I mean yeah. what a phenomenal yeah. career she's had too. So yeah, I think there's there has to be we have to be optimistic and we have to be positive and we have to get behind the manager and the team, uh, and and hope that the that the girls can can. Produce the goods uh, and give us something to boogie about again. <laughs> so um, I'm hoping I'm hoping that I don't just have my my uh, I can boogie T-shirt for just the one tournament. And I hope I can get it out and dust it down for the girls. Uh,
0: yeah, time. yeah. I'm sure. Um, hopefully they can all boogie in a um, boogie down under, in Australia and uh, New Zealand in a couple of years time. But no. thanks very much. A for... <laughs> yeah, they're better dancers than men. <laughs> Well, listen, <laughs> Aileen, thank you very much for your time. We'll need to do this again and uh, all the best for the season.
1: Oh, thank you. And what a pleasure it has been to to speak to you. And thank you for your support. And I think you're right. You know, people like you and others that have got really interested in the game, taking the time out to help us promote it is really appreciated. So, too, all the volunteers that are at the backbone of women's sport. Yeah. So
0: Anytime. You. Anytime, Aileen. Thank you very much.
1: Right, Thank you. <laughs>